0: Well, looks like we are mercifully back to our regularly scheduled programming, and I for one intend to operate as though the last two months never happened. Frankly, that's often the best way to handle the winter months anyway. Just paint them over with a soft haze from New Year's to St. Patrick's Day and let them settle into a crack in your brain somewhere seldom combed. I did the same thing with all of 2016, not because anything particularly terrible happened in Purgatory, but rather because the entire year was boring and unremarkable. Also, I think that was the year I tried to get bangs. I mean, did I successfully get them? Did they look good? Who can remember? (laughs) Not me, as long as I don't think about it too hard. We just assume the blank section in the scrapbook is for the best, and we go on with our lives. Speaking of times we can't remember, this weekend is good old green beer, beloved post paddy's purgatory celebration. Now, before I get to the naysayers on good old green beer, the folks saying, What about the saint? What about the Irish? Look, good old green beer is not a slight at the Irish. No one in purgatory is going to stop a shamrock at the border, you know? I mean, in fact, That is a historical point of pride for purgatory. Though none of our founding families were Irish, we had a healthy influx of an entire Irish family that accidentally migrated on by in the aftermath of the potato famine, and we welcomed them with open arms. And while a family might not seem like a lot, you have to remember, at the time, Purgatory was tottering somewhere under 300, so an influx of 22 people was a swell of like 10% in a single night. But that's not what St. Patrick's is about. And it's not what good old green beer's about. Good old green beer is about getting rid of any kegs coming up on, or sometimes ones that have sailed right past their expiration date. The green adds an air of festivity and mystery. Ooh, what am I drinking? I don't know, but it's green. I must be having fun. (laughs) Plus, we order red and green food dye in bulk for the holidays. We usually use up all the rest of the red during Valentine's. As for St. Patrick's Day, Pastor Kate does a St. Patrick's Day talk for anyone that wants to learn about the guy. I mean, I've been to the talk. I said before I'm not particularly religious, but I love a good free history talk. And as far as I can tell, here's what we know about St. Patrick. The guy was a Roman citizen named Maywin. I mean, come on. (laughs) And he became enslaved in Ireland and then became a priest and then converted a bunch of druids. And that's it. No snakes, no leprechauns, no beer, no green, no pots of gold. Nothing. A not-Irish guy, not named Patrick, was pretty okay at being a priest. And so some people joined his church. And now... He's got a whole day. As far as I can figure, the bar was pretty low for sainthood early on. (laughs) I'm pretty sure now you have to have a a miracle or or a, a TV show or something. And now that I've said enough about saints to get tootled out of town by the piper himself, head on over to Sports or Basement Bar or, God forbid, Tap It's Tap, for a weekend of cheap beer guaranteed to turn your teeth green for a little longer than any of us are comfortable with. Emergency Services was right back to work this week, putting out a devastating fire in the Wagon Spokes neighborhood. Now the cause is still under investigation, but it looks like it was likely a perfect storm of frayed wire, several stacks of AARP magazine, and some spilled nail polish remover in the Newman's bedroom. Mario and Tracy Newman lost the back half of their mobile home, and the neighboring Sullivan family lost most of their lawn accessories, but thankfully everyone got out safe. Mario and Tracy are staying at the B&B until they can get a replacement home brought in, but they've also lost a lot of their linens, their mattress, and most of their back catalog of AARP magazines. They also lost their cockatoo, Mr. McGathers, who survived the fire, but currently refuses to come down from the Sullivan's roof, where he's been observing the Sullivan family from a skylight and yelling, Ooh, got a snack? every time their Roomba sucks up something visible. The Clover Club has meals provided for the Newmans, and Morris said the B&B has room for the next three weeks, but if you're able to help, you can check in with Kathy Anderson over at the hall. She's got a fund and a wish list for replacement items for the Newmans and replacement flamingos and gnomes for the Sullivans. And the flamingos and gnomes are very specific, so don't show up with just whatever extra garden decor you found at the back of your shed, the Sullivans have a very cohesive theme. The athletics team at Purgatory High has been hard at work as always. They just released the schedule for this spring's baseball season. Go Beagles! As everyone knows, we don't have a set schedule, as any of our neighbor teams might have, due to the fact that all our surrounding schools are technically across international lines, so we don't get an automatic in on the high school roster of teams. But our intrepid athletic team have done it again, this time putting seven games on the calendar, including five away games. As is tradition, there will also be two games versus the Purgit High alumni team. And this year, for the first time, the Beagles will finish out their season with a round-robin style tournament with the alumni team, the all-star picks from the Adult Rec League, and the always incredible team from the Senior Center. That's five teams playing back-to-back weekends at Purgit High, and people are already buzzing. Now I know it doesn't seem fair pitting high school students against the senior team, but do not count them out. Yes... Betty Wilder is a ferocious shortstop, and Eugene Blanks has a new rotator cuff, so his pitching arm is bionically strong, but I still think the kids have a chance here. The tournament is two months away, and that is a long time for the senior lineup. We can't be sure that designated hitter Ronald Morgan won't have another season cut short by gout, so there's a lot of variables out there on the field, but one thing's for certain, it's going to be a heck of a show. Tickets available with a suggested donation of $6 a game or $20 for a full tournament pass. Okay, today we are doing something administrative. I've got Polly Deets here in the studio, God help me, back and refreshed after a few very necessary days laying back in some hot cocoa with peanut butter cups soothing his eye puffs with his wife Meg. So how did Pennsylvania treat you, Polly?
1: I'm feeling better, Davis. But they strongly urge you not to apply chocolate directly to the eyes. It's more of a decadent snack while you're contemplating eternity from your whipped cocoa bath.
0: Good to know. You seem a little more relaxed. I'm glad to see it.
1: Well, somewhere around my 10th or 11th time in the teacups.
0: 10 times?
1: Conservatively 10. Turns out Carly's an adrenaline junkie too. (laughs) Like father, like daughter. And that was the wildest ride her height would allow.
0: Okay, so around number 10.
1: Well, we had worked up a really good spin when something shifted in my inner ear. My guess is something got in there while I was getting the pineapple face scrub, and the centrifugal force was just too powerful.
0: Pineapple face scrub, nice.
1: Oh yeah, we got the whole works. Cocoa dip, ginseng peel, caramel pedicure, eyebrow wax, the whole thing. The
0: brows look great.
1: Thank you they do
0: okay sorry so we're on the teacups and you feel something shift
1: in my ear yes we're spinning and i feel that shift and suddenly i'm hanging halfway over the top of the teacup thankfully caught by my belt and carly is laughing and spinning us faster and faster she's got incredible upper body strength for a four-year-old now i can't tell up from down and then i'm throwing up like a lawn sprinkler because i'm whipping around on a belly full of peanut butter cups and chicky and pete's world famous crab fries And then that's when I had what can either be described as a moment of enlightenment or the culmination of an acute psychotic episode, depending on your credentials.
0: Oh, man, Polly.
1: Well, no. See, this is great. Because sometimes people get really anxious or violent or lots of other things. Like, have you heard of grandiose delusions?
0: Like when people think they're kings and that sort of thing?
1: I experienced the complete opposite of that. I became a worm.
0: You became... Came a worm?
1: Just for a few minutes, until someone got the ride operator's attention and stopped the cups. Just a little, wiggling worm guy. Squiggling around in the sun, wind through my worm hair. No expectations. (sighs) Really free.
0: When you were throwing up attached to a spinning amusement park ride.
1: In that moment, I lived as a worm. I faced ego death, Davis. Worms don't have egos. They're just worms. Just wiggling and squiggling around.
0: Stop saying wiggling and squiggling.
1: That's all they're doing, Davis. Wiggling and squiggling. Like this. Stop. Stop
0: that. Stop that. Sit still.
1: And it was great. I had a lot of expectations for myself that didn't really matter, Davis. All these ideas about who I am and what I do. When really, I could just be a little worm and that's enough. I could just be my best worm self. I got rid of all those expectations. And all of those crab fries. Out. Gone.
0: So now you're just a worm?
1: No. I WAS a worm. Just for a little bit. And once the ride stopped and they got me unhooked from the lip of the cup, I was just Polly. And it's nice to just be me.
0: It is nice.
1: Plus the park refunded our tickets for the day and asked me not to come back for a while. So I got to take a nice long nap in the hotel while Meg and Carly checked out the petting zoo. Room service even brought me iced tea and dry toast! So yeah, I'd say I'm pretty relaxed.
0: Was that my question?
1: Asked and answered.
0: That that cannot be why I asked you to come in today. Oh, I remember. Polly, can you believe we've been doing the news for six months now?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can.
0: And are you aware that we're still the only news source for all things purgatory, other than the cork board in the rec center and the Bremen Brothers TikTok, which barely counts because it's 85% attempted dirt bike stunts and fart pranks.
1: I'm a subscriber.
0: So I thought... We ought to spitball this a little bit. Do we need to up our game?
1: I don't want to go back to that dog-eat-dog headspace. It wasn't healthy for me.
0: No, 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 no. That's not what I'm asking. I had Marty teach me how to listen to podcasts. Because unless someone is listening right now, they're listening to us online as a podcast. So I figured, feel out the competition.
1: It's not a competition.
0: Yeah, no kidding. We've got important information pretty much every other week. As far as I can tell, most of the rest is a lot of men asking other men for advice about being men and talking about things that they love. I thought that's usually why people just have friends, but there are so many of them. So, should we be giving advice?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'm qualified for that.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you are either. But, to be fair, none of the other people I listen to seem to be qualified either.
1: Davis, I was a worm.
0: Okay, fair point. Let's put a pin in the advice question. Thank you. What about a theme song? For the news? Yeah, sure. Other newses have theme songs. Like, 60 Minutes has that
1: tick-tick-tick-tick-tick-tick-tick-tick-tick. Oh, we could be like, bum-bum-ba-bum-bum. Like the NBC Nightly News. It's bracing.
0: Yeah, very impactful.
1: So let's just have that.
0: Well, we can't have that one. It already belongs to NBC. Damn.
1: Oh, what about, you know... Ain't no lie. Bye, bye, bye. Hmm?
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that is also bracing.
1: I'm doing this tonight. You're probably going to start a fight. I know this can't be right.
0: Um, I don't think we have a budget for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's no expense account.
0: You know, I tried to play a little xylophone intro way back when. How was that? Not great. Yeah, And if we're already talking about shaking up the format a little, why not go all the way? Puppet show. No, I think it'll still be radio news. Right.
1: With puppets.
0: Okay, maybe with puppets. But should we bring in more guests? Get you out on the street doing thoughtful, contained, non-investigative, low-stress field reporting?
1: With people that want me to talk to them? Right. It's different, but it could work.
0: If we're going to go on being the primary news source for all things purgatory, I want us to deliver not just the news that folks need to hear, but also the news folks want to hear.
1: Like what's playing at the Main Street Theater.
0: What is playing at the Main Street Theater?
1: Well, the theater has Space Jam, and the theater has Toy Story 3.
0: Wait, which one of those is the live show?
1: Show up and see.
0: Are you in one of them?
1: Show up. I've got a comp with your name on it.
0: Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay. I will go. Really? Why not?
1: See? This is it. Last week I was a worm. This week I've got a best friend. No expectations.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll see. If you've got thoughts, questions, or suggestions, you can wave my truck over, drop a note in my porch basket, slip it under the door of the radio shed, or send Marty an email at purgatorynewsonline at gmail.com. Reminding you that Lipitor doesn't count as a performance-enhancing drug, even though half the senior team would be benched without it, this has been Davis Clarens, broadcasting out of the abandoned high school radio shed with all of your purgatory news, signing off. This episode was written and recorded by Aaron Olson. Polly Dietz is played by Michael Coyne. Editing is done by Stephen Dion.